Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and we're continuing to sample the Psalms. Now, the big news of our day is the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And many folks are quoting Psalm 139, how human life is knit together by God in the womb. If we back up two Psalms to Psalm 137, we find something quite different. It might even make us pretty uncomfortable. We might be embarrassed to find Psalm 137 in our Bible, a psalm you probably never sang in church and many pastors don't ever try and preach. Because it ends with the pronouncing of a blessing over those who kill infants. Friends, let's not shy away from this. Rather, let's seek to understand what God is saying. Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you. If I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried. Tear it down to its foundations. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction. Happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Wow, how did this make it into the Bible? If we believe this is God's inerrant word and always profitable, how do we reconcile this blessing over the person who dashes infants on stones? Well, context is always important. And the first thing we need to recognize is that this is the voice of victims of injustice. The heart cry of ancient Hebrews weeping over the fact they're in Babylon. They saw their fellow Hebrews destroyed by the horrors of war. The Babylonians came to Jerusalem. They killed many. They raped women. They abused others. They killed infants too. And then they marched these victims to Babylon. And now they're taunting them. These are victims of injustice, living in a foreign land far from home. We may be wondering, how can we relate? Well, on one level, we probably cannot, as most of us have not been victims of such injustice. But on another level, if you are a believer, you ought to understand the experience of alienation. We don't belong here. We should weep that we're far from home and be longing for that better place. We are pilgrims who do not reside here ultimately. We're just passing through until we reach glory. Friends, I think we are prone to forget that our citizenship is in heaven. And we act like it's not that bad to be living in Babylon. So we go to church, we sing happy songs, and we go back into the world and try to make the best of it. What do we do when trials come? What do we do when we're feeling alone, maybe even at church? What happens when we're betrayed? Oftentimes we don't know what to do with it. And we wonder, what in the world are you doing, God? because we've forgotten where we are and also we've forgotten that our highest joy and hope is in the new Jerusalem not here Revelation 21 Psalm 137 gives us the language we need to rehearse this to help us to remember that we're not where we belong it teaches us to cry out to God to remember and to deal with our modern-day Edomites those who've betrayed 
Okay, but what about that last part? What do we do with this blessing pronounced on the one who bashes infants to death? Well, first, this is not endorsing infanticide. The Israelites in exile are not plotting themselves to destroy Babylonian babies. Rather, rather victims of injustice are saying, the wicked should receive their just desserts. Actually, in our last psalm, we heard them praise God for striking down the firstborn babies of Egypt. And if you know the story, that was a fitting judgment. You see, the Egyptians were guilty of drowning Hebrew babies in the Nile. God judged the wicked Egyptians for how they were treating their neighbor's children. Now, you still may be thinking, this is a raw deal. Why do innocent babies suffer for the sins of their parents? Well, in the first place, there are no true innocents. God says, none are righteous, not one. Psalm 14, Psalm 53, we find it in Romans. The wonder is that a holy God would show mercy to any human being. If you understand the cross, my friend, you know we have all gotten better than we deserve. All of us stand under God's judgment apart from our turning and repenting. I think that actually might help us to reframe the abortion debate. I have heard many people say that Americans will be judged for all the abortions that we've committed. Friends, when a nation begins to destroy its future, that is God's judgment. God has already begun to hand America over to the judgment. Every baby that we have bashed demonstrates that God has handed us over, Romans 1. We all need to be repenting and taking injustice seriously because God does. This is a hard devotion, but it must be. There is no comfortable view of sin, of what resides in the heart of every human being. And if we're willing to get uncomfortable, it is then that we can cultivate a longing for the day, the day our Lord Jesus will return in glory to judge the living and the dead and bring in the new Jerusalem. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.